Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers for Grapes of Wrath. This episode, warning, this episode contains spoilers for the Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> you can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. That's right. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Nope. Uh, so nope. stop listening. Just uh, stop listening. Stop it. Hey. Try to, you know, get hey, back hey. up. Stop. Stop it. Stop. We told we warned you. Stop it. Now, it's, now turn it off. You. Just going to go ahead, Andrew, and just cover cover them up put something over them so that we don't have to look at them anymore here people who have uh, more than one friend very good yes just oh speaking of going ahead and putting something over them andrew we're talking about tack today wow what a great transition on that wow um we're talking about wow 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 this is the two-player board game podcast uh where we review a different two-player board game every week and this week we're talking about the beautiful game of tack t-a-k tack yes Yes, T-A-K, Tack. This is a two-player game that it in which you do a lot of stacking. Yes. I wonder if they ever thought of that. Tack, stack? Stack. You know what I mean? Oh, stack, you think, you think they ever? You think they ever thought of that? Um, No, I think you're the first person to ever think of that. I'm going to go thank ahead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Locking in my answer go right ahead now. And, uh, go ahead and give my address here for them to send the award over to me. Know what I mean? <laughs> Nobel Laureate. Um, in micro transactions, <laughs> Andrew. This is a game where it's pretty simple. You got uh, a s- set of stones, and you're trying to lay them down on almost like a checkerboard type. Um, and it could be of varying sizes, three by three, all the way up to eight by eight, etc. Yeah. And you are trying to um, put down stones in a line that uh connects one side to the other that's it it's just it's uh, I, I don't know eagle-eared uh listeners will remember that uh in twixt the objective was the same thing you were putting down pegs and then um, connecting them and trying to simply go from one side to the other and if you did if you pulled that off in, in one long connected line or road or path you won Wow. Now there are more rules, Pete, but you've already told the people way too nope, much. That's it. You <laughs> <laughs> I, right. It's the same exact game as Twix. I don't know why we're covering this one. It's the same thing. Um, <laughs> you've already told the people way too much about this game, Pete. I don't know if you realize that. Um, it, uh, oh, you, good point. Let's let's go ahead and let's let's walk it back, Andrew. We'll walk it back to just simply one sentence. One sentence explanations. Okay, if I had to sum up tack in one sentence, I would say that this is an ancient game that slept in a little bit late. Uh, that's tack. So <laughs> yeah, I see. Yes. By that I mean if this... you play this and you and you didn't know that it was you know invented in the twentieth uh, century, twenty first, twenty first, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Very recently. Uh, after Y two K. After Y two K. A Y two K. Um. Yeah, it seems like it seems like an ancient game for sure. It seems like one of these chess right. checkers, uh, backgammon, go. Type right, of game. it's simple, and yet deep and fairly elegant. And so you're like, well, this must be one of those ones that was, you know, 
played in Mesopotamia or whatever. It's right. Like, no, no, no. Some guy just made it. Some some fantasy uh, fan just made it up. You know what I mean? Um, Andrew, my uh, one sentence summary for the game of tack is a game that takes getting in your opponent's way in a new direction, and that direction is up. Up. Oh, that must be the stack that you were referring to in the beginning that you so indeed it is andrew picking up my quick explanation of the game here's the thing andrew yeah uh you can either place a new piece on the board when it's your turn or you can take a piece that's already on the board and you can actually move it on top of another piece how about that yeah and then if you do that you then make that stack. You own it. If your if your stone is on top of it, it's yours. And if that stone is flat, now it's part of your path. It's part of your road. You can actually, you know, so almost almost Othello or reversey like. You've actually now turned it from yeah your opponent's space to your space. Know what I mean? Yeah. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it gets pretty wild when you have these stacks because the stack there's no limit to how high the stacks could go. I guess in theory. Um, well, th- there is there is a carry limit. There, uh, the limit is, um, oh, you know, right. how many squi- how many spaces there are on one side of the board. So if you're playing a five by five, your your limit is five stones in a stack. Um, well, but if uh, you're playing now, see, now three we're by three by three. We're reviewing the rules here, and we're uh, we're already debating this. I think I think the stack can go as high as it can, but you can only take five off if you're playing a five by five game. You can only take five when you move it. I think mm. that's true. I think you have to leave. Is that the, true? You leave okay. the rest behind. I'm pretty sure. Oh right, interesting, interesting. Well, well, the point of this either is well, you can move a stack and you can just move it like normal, or you can even like um, kind of move it and like drop one or two of the stones down in a space and then move the rest to the next space and drop one there, and it's sort of leaving mm-hmm. a trail, a trail across the board. And you could, in theory, you could go all mm-hmm. the way from one end of the board to the other, leaving stones as you go. So it's uh, that's right. There's a lot to think about that? in terms of uh, when, when you have those because then you're like, okay, well, if I do that, then I could leave a, a black stone here and a white stone there, or I could leave two, and that depends on how the stack is formed. So a lot to think about with that. Andrew, there is no limit to the height of a stack, but there is a limit to the number of pieces that you can move. Yes. Wow, Andrew. From downtown. <laughs> Three points for Andrew. That's right. Um, yes, Andrew, that means you can stack this all the way to the ceiling if you want. Um, so go for it. Well, there is a lum- well, actually, limited I don't number know. Depends of on stones. In there the is game. a limited number of stones depending on yeah which size you're playing on. But if you've got a really low ceiling, stack it up, baby. Yes, right to the now ceiling, we're talking. You know I mean? Yeah, you're playing in your crawl space. If you're, you if you're stack playing right in a crawl you. space, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> that hits a lot of my would make me very nervous. I would say. Yeah, crawl spaces are fears. not uh, not great. I remember. The, yeah, it's kind of spider heaven, and it's uh, yeah. claustrophobic, and it's. Uh, you ever been in a crawl space where the the floor of it is just dirt? No, <laughs> I've never been in one at all. Um, I knew somebody uh, somebody growing up. No, I. I used to go over to his house a lot, and they had a, the basement, and then there was a crawl space, but the crawl space was, like, under one of the rooms that didn't have a basement, and the, the floor of the crawl space was just dirt under there, and so it was really kind of, Oof. you know, creepy, mm. extra creepy. 
earthy. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really gives you the sense that you're getting buried. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Andrew, speaking of getting buried, um, so you might end up at the bottom of this stack or whatnot, and then oh. you suddenly you're not controlling it. Um, but maybe you stack your thing on top. Suddenly you're suddenly now you're controlling, it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of like uh, back and forth of that, trying to control stacks and whatnot. Andrew, one thing I will say is one way to win ultimate control of a space is to in fact fill it with one of your stones, but stand it upright. Then it becomes a wall, not part of your road. Yeah. If you stand it upright, it is not, you know, part of your path from one side to the other, but it does get in the way. No one can stack on top of that thing. Know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Err, unless, err, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> record scratch. Unless you use the one powerful piece in the game, most powerful piece, I guess you would say, is the capstone piece. So capstone. you got a bunch of stones. You might have like 10 stones that are all the same thing and you can stand them up or lay them flat. But then you got one capstone in the case of a, of a five by five or six by six game. Um, and uh, it's more. And that one has the same movement. Uh, you know, uh, you always move thing only once, one space, unless you're moving a whole stack of stones, in which case you're, you can move every stone can kind of propel you forward by a space. But um, in the case of a capstone, one of the most powerful things it does is not only like a wall, can it not be stacked upon? Mm -hmm. So when it's on top, you're you own that stack for period. Good, basically. Um, it is also a part of your road. So it, it's like a flat stone in that way, too. So it's kind of like a wall in that you can't stack it upon it. But it's also kind of like a flat stone in, in that now, instead, it, unlike a wall, it's part of your road. It's part yeah. of your line going from one side to the other. And, Andrew, the most exciting part of this game is the capstone. If it moves onto a space where there is a wall, it flattens the wall into a flat stone. It lays it down. It goes thwomp. From right there down, on. Right? That's a th it, it thwomps it. Yeah, it's much like the Super Mario um, thwomp there. The the you know the walls that uh, come down and they go try to fall on you. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so that makes for some exciting strategy too. I don't know. It's 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 go like in that you can literally just place a stone wherever you want. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so it seems like there's there's always uh, you know. Ex, an extreme amount of possibilities um, of, of what your next move could be. So you're, you're trying to think that through. It is um, chess-like in that you are, you know, trying to, like, move pieces. Um, unlike Go, you actually move your right, pieces you around. The, right, you can't move the pieces in Go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then it's uh, kind of unlike most other things that most people are familiar with, with the whole stacking thing. There are some other games that have attempted this type of thing before, but, um, it really seems like this marries it well to yeah. the game itself. Yeah, I can't um, think of too many other stacking yeah. games like this. Uh, I guess there are just, and these, yeah. these are kind of minor, but I, I can think of three little rules that we didn't talk about. The, uh, the game opens one where, um... You each take a turn by placing your first. Your first stone is actually you're taking one of your opponent's stones and placing it on the board. So it's kind of like, all right, you're going to start right. here, and then they choose where you're going to start. Right. With your first stone. The the um, game opens with you placing your, which I think is kind uh, of opponent's first stone. Yeah. It's kind of That's a cool. neat little wrinkle. You feel like you get to start off the game with like, all right, I'm in charge. You know, I'm I'm driving your yeah. boat. You know, 
Um, and then uh, what yep. were the other two? Oh, so we said you win the game when you complete a road across the board. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. not maybe not as often, especially, but maybe if you're really good at this game. Uh, maybe there are no more spaces and all the spaces are filled up. Then the game ends and whoever has the most mm-hmm. flat stones out, you know, wins. And um, yeah. sometimes also you, I guess you could run out of stones in your supply. So then the game would end and then you do the same thing. You just count up who's the winner. So, um, but other than that. Right, you- right. And, and in that in that case, you uh, you look at the tops of all the stacks and you see who uh-huh. has, who owns the most stacks basically. Um, and uh, And then there's also the possibility that by you, oh. because you move things around and take things off stacks and stuff like that, um, you might maneuver a stack in a certain way that makes your road complete. But also because of the way you moved the stack around, suddenly your opponent also has a complete road as a result too. In that case, the win actually goes to the active player, the person whose turn it is yeah. um, when the roads are uh, are made to connect. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's really the mainly the smaller, you know, rules that we didn't cover. There, there aren't a lot of rules. It's very basic in what you can do in it, but much like a lot of those classic abstracts, um, that's just the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg, yeah. you know what I mean? Because there's just so much strategy with very, what you do from there. Very similar to a lot of those abstract strategy games where it's like okay easy to learn Mm -hmm. not very many rules but it's like okay well what should i be doing you know that's kind of the yeah the the yeah yeah journey you take as you play more and more games you start to kind of get into like a little groove of okay i know what to do in this situation kind of thing um Mm -hmm. start to notice more things now andrew um we talked about how this seems like a classic game from many thousands of years ago and yet it's not it's from a mere handful of years ago. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, yeah, it was uh, first published in 2016, um, by uh, designed by James Ernst and Patrick Rothfuss, and ah. published by a company called Chi Pass Games, uh, which mm-hmm. is James Ernst's company. So it's his own his own company that he. Made mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was specifically to just to publish this game or not. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, um, the story goes back actually further than that. So this is a really interesting story with this. Patrick Rothfuss is actually not a game designer. He's an author. Writes fantasy books. Yeah. Uh, fantasy F- novels. Fantasy writer, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so in 2011, came out with a book that was called The Wise Man's Fear, which is part of a trilogy, a kind of a fantasy trilogy that he had called... The King Killer Chronicle. A, uh, well, that's yeah, the, yeah. The Wise Man's Fear. It's all. It's it's an entire novel about uh, how I don't want to go into crawl spaces. <laughs> then, uh... That's right. That's right. Um, yes, the Wise Man's. There's a huge <laughs> hit. Feel. International hit. Yeah, it's all about uh, Pete's phobia of crawl spaces. Anyway, um, very relatable. Part of the Crawl Space Chronicles uh, trilogy, <clears throat> um, <laughs> and. <laughs> In the game, uh, they mention that people are playing a game called Tack. And, uh, it's in a, the book, they mention. In the book, sorry, I said in the game. In the book, they mention that uh, people are playing a game called Tack. And so, and, and so it was a fictional game. It was not a real game. He just, you know, came up with this name for a game that they might be playing in this this fantasy right. world. And um, the 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 elf uh, the elf suddenly made a drastic move in florp the game of florp or what it's just it's all made up right 
And apparently in the I've never read the book, but apparently in the book it isn't described in terms of rules. It's just ba- it just kind of described like basically what they're doing. Like oh, they have some stones and they move them around on the board, and right. that's it. Right. Just kind just of some just some scene dressing type. Yeah, stuff. yeah. the look mm-hmm. of it. It's just it's just to give you kind of a feel. Oh, they're playing a game kind of like chess, but it's fantasy, right? That's that's kind of all it is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so in 2014, uh, James Ernst, who is a game designer, approached Rothfuss saying that he wanted to design this game for real. And so he, he had previously designed many other games with other companies, including some bigger companies, Rio Grande, which we know, and uh, WizKids games also, which didn't they, am I wrong? They, they, they are the ones who did Time Barons, I think, WizKids. That one, yeah. Well, they eventually. I think they have the rights to Time Barons now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there. That's right. They have Time Barons now. But anyway, um. So he's got a whole long. You can look it up on Board Game Geek. There's a lot of them. But um, Rothfuss, the author, he was kind of reluctant. He basically said, "Nah, that's not a good idea. You know, you can't turn this into a game. What are you talking about?" Um. But he was Ernst was (laughs) he insisted, and so. Uh, he said, "Okay, fine. You know, you you can you can make it. Go ahead, try." And when he showed it to him, he was he was blown away. He was like, "Wow, this is actually really good. I can't believe you turned this into into a game." Um, he said huh. that he said it was, uh, you know, <laughs> easier to learn than chess. He said it was a little bit more interesting for him, at least, than playing Go. And so he loved it. And so they decided to. Now, of course, um, Rothfuss was very familiar with Kickstarter, so they started a Kickstarter for it in 2016, and the goal was $50,000, and it ended a year later with over 12,000 backers and over $1.3 million pledged for this game, so... Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, quite quite a big return on that one. So... Huh. Yeah, from, so from there, it immediately took off. In fact, before it was even finished with the Kickstarter, it had already taken off, because... People were, it had a cult-like following, still does today, I think. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. In 2016, uh, again, before the Kickstarter was even finished, uh, the U.S. TAC Association was formed, and they are uh, an organization that hosts tournaments, uh, both online and in person. I'm not sure if they've resumed in-person tournaments yet, uh, since we're all perpetually in this purgatory of covid um but they do have lots of tournaments for different levels too they have like you know the the world championships and but they also have beginner tournaments and intermediate tournaments and stuff like that so very active and they generally try to promote the spread of tech in the u.s and throughout the world so they really do try and spread it i've seen it uh plenty online they're very fervent about it so like i said it's very cult-like the people that love this game love this game (laughs) yeah and they and they want they want people to know about it because it's so new and stuff like that it's it's not they they want the whole world to know about it yeah because they really love it you know what i mean so like um, i said in my one sentence summary this game has some catching up to do you know it's like uh not many people have yes have uh have heard about it um so right, the, the, there aren't a lot of uh, scrolls, you know what I mean, uh, depicting people playing it or like uh, <laughs> right. wall wall art, you know, ancient. Uh, there's no hieroglyphics showing people right. playing tag right. necessarily. Exactly. So it 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 doesn't it doesn't it didn't get the hieroglyphics bump that uh, some <laughs> things did or whatever. So there's even an online publication called the Tech Times, uh, which is kind of like an online like magazine type of thing with all tech news and puzzles and. And what's a magazine again, Andrew? Yeah, like, I know uh, it's tough to. Uh, Born in born in two thousand or whatever. That, that hey, uh, did you just say magazine? You know what I mean. Just, 
The Tac Times was created in 2020. I just wanted to give a little shout out to the Tac Times because that's how I first became aware of Tac. I don't know about you, Pete, but that's uh, yeah. Somebody from Tac Times reached out on Twitter and was like, "Oh, two player uh, podcast about two player games. Did you try Tac? How about you want to try Tac?" And <laughs> I was like, "Okay, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it." Yeah, they are they are the uh, right. They are the Jehovah's Witness slash Mormons <laughs> of uh, right. of board games fans. They're they're always. Yeah, Have you they, heard the good word about Tac? Yeah, they came and you know rang my doorbell and. South Park made a musical about them. It was a whole thing. Um, anyway, the yeah, 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 yeah. The community. Uh, they also developed a really nice website called playtac.com, which is where Pete and I played for the first time. Yeah, uh, and it's got several yep. several uh, well developed bots on there. So you know, all the way from beginner to very advanced bots that you can play against, and you can play against your friend on there. So um, and that was actually available before the Kickstarter ended as well. Um, which brings up another point about this game. Many people make their own boards and sets of this um, because yeah. it is it is an abstract game with just kind of simple tiles, uh, simple board. You know, it's pretty easy to yeah. make out of like wood or something like that. Um, right, right. Much like checkers. I mean, you right. could just, uh, you know, draw lines in the sand or whatever, and just use stones or whatever. You know how people will like make tic-tac-toe themselves and stuff right. like that. It's much like that. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's not like, I don't know, you don't have to, you're not printing a uh, candy land or whatever, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? And you need like, uh, which, know, <laughs> a bunch of different, which to me is like, components and stuff. it's like, oh, that's where the old schoolness of it comes from, where you're like, oh, this is some ancient game um because there's really no branding on it or anything like that but um right it just seems like a kind of a a unique thing in today's world of board games where of course you want to have everything be beautiful mm. you know have artwork on it and have all these right you want to get the the deluxe edition right or the legendary edition and it comes with yeah exactly yeah 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 no exactly and that's that's what's interesting about this uh it gives more more depth to the the fan base i think is that they don't even care if you buy a version right. of it, they don't, you know what I mean? They're not, they're just like the game itself is designed really well. I don't care how you play it. You know what I mean? Like right. play it online for free, make it yourself for free. Who right. cares? Just play the game. Cause the game itself is very interesting. The rule base, the strategies, the yada, yada, yada. And it, and it, once you realize, once I realized that I was like, Oh, these people just really do like this game. This is not like, I don't know. Right. This isn't something where they're like, uh, they they backed it on Kickstarter or whatever, and so they they're like, uh, yeah, I spent uh, you know two hundred dollars on the deluxe edition, so uh, I need to justify that. This is people who are you know what I mean, like yes. um, everybody should own this, so I don't look like a fool for having done it or whatever. These are people who are just like the game's actually good, just go play it. Right, you know? right. Um, and since it is still new, the strategies are still evolving and being discovered today. So, um, yeah. So I'll say you can you and can, that's, you yeah, can, you can that's still get exciting. in this early, people. So if you're if you're into abstract yeah. strategies, now's your chance to be part of the history books. Right. If you're uh you know, if you're the kind of guy who uh, tried to get into chess and then you were like, nah, I wish one of these chess openings was named after me or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like uh, <laughs> uh well, that's, now's your now's your opportunity. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. Um yeah, they're still still coming up with all kinds of things. So yeah, who knows? You could you could name it after it could be the uh the two can play that game opening. So, uh, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they do ask you to name it, if you do get really good at tech and they ask you to name the opening, definitely please suggest two can play that game. Yeah. <laughs> opening as the, uh, <laughs> actually let's name it the two, uh, two can play that game 
podcast.tumblr.com opening. Let's let's name it that. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's name it the. Uh, yes. Let's name it uh, patreoncom slash play that game podcast <laughs> opening. That's what. It's called. <laughs> opening. Yeah, that would be great actually if you could. Oh, uh, 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 uh. uh, Andrew, I think that is a wonderful idea. My review of that opening is a hundred out of a hundred. You should definitely be using that opening every time. Which brings us, hey, since you mentioned the word review, that brings us to our next segment. How thirsty are these camp? No, oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Review on this. Review on this. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. We're going to review on this. This is our segment where we read uh, people's reviews of the game online and assume what the heck is going on with them, Andrew. Okay. This first one's kind of a journey, so strap in, Andrew. Oh, I hope boy. you had your morning coffee. <laughs> yeah. This person gave it a 1 out of 10, and they said, Never again. Oh, Badly yeah. thought out by some kid idiot, lame game that nobody wants. Oh. And you think, okay. Hmm, interesting. They don't like the game, obviously. And then they continue, far too expensive. Just make the game yourself. The rules can be found online. Now, harsh. That's a very harsh review. But that is an option. You're right. We talked about how, you know, you can make it yourself. And it is true that the price point is, I mean, it's not even that bad, honestly. People talk about the price point all the time. It's like 40 bucks to get it or whatever, which could be better, could be worse. Um... But then they write, Andrew, many times a player plays a card kicking your pawn out and you have nothing to do but cards in your hand and they are just gone. And wait and wait. Hmm. Now, hold on. Now, okay, Andrew, listen. This person is is Dutch. So maybe there is a language barrier problem here is what I'm wondering. You know what I mean? And they didn't really mean cards. Maybe they meant stones or, you know, something. And when they meant that cards are in your hand, they meant that, you know, stones are in your reserve or whatever. Um, Now, then they wrote, the wood is unnecessary. The marbles are heavy and don't feel (laughs) well when placing or moving them. When moving 13 spaces, there is nothing graphical to let you see immediately where to go. You have to count step by step. Okay, Andrew, it's official. This person has the wrong game. This person. (laughs) This is awesome. That seals it. That seals it. No, this they is went insane. in. They went under this. the wrong game and wrote a review for a completely different game. You're Andrew. kidding me with that. That's an awesome review. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I know. It kind of starts out making sense, and then by the end, it's very clear. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, yeah, you could make your own version at home. Wow. Okay, yeah, I got it. But there's cards. There's marbles. Yeah. What game is this person describing here? <laughs> I tried to look it up because I tried to look up. I was like, well, maybe just tack is a name that has been you know used for a different game and it really i couldn't figure it out wow. I don't know. Who knows? interesting like how did they tack is such a unique name how do they end up you know what i mean well like the the only uh, game that knows? what game has marbles the only thing i can think of is actually marbles uh or yeah uh um, or i guess what the, they refer to as chinese checkers I yeah guess. they're regrettably um, named chinese checkers um yeah but that's the only thing i could and that doesn't have cards in it so yeah <laughs> Maybe I don't they, know. Maybe they're reviewing. I have no idea. They're simultaneously if reviewing. If you know, three, let us know. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten. They said, "My brain just does not like connection games. They trigger the anti-fun chemical." Now, Andrew, I, I like to imagine this person touching a bunch of 
connection games to their skin in different areas and then tracking if they swell up. You know what I mean? Like they're at the doctors and <laughs> you know what I mean? The doctor is using a sharpening rotting like one, two, three underneath where they touch the <laughs> connection games. We got your results and it looks like you should uh, cut down on uh, connection games and deck builders in your diet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I walk into Causing it. you to release an anti-fun chemical. Walk into a house be like... <laughs> Oh, do you have do you have a copy of Connect Four in here? I need to go back and get my EpiPen. <laughs> I need to get my EpiPen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put their copy of Connection Connect Four out outside <laughs> while I'm yeah putting plastic over it? Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten. They said, "I'm also not enthralled by the fake history. I get that it's from a book and people like the book, but the idea that abstract games need to have a thousand year history." Just to be proper games is yuck. Andrea, now, I've looked over multiple copies of this rules. There was original rules. There was reprinted rules, etc. Mm -hmm. They really, honestly, have very little flavor text in them from the books. You know I mean? Some of them have a little bit of something, but they're pretty straightforward and get right to the rules. So this person, I think, just hates that it's tied in any way at all to a novel. I don't get it. <laughs> and I also, I, I also love how they referred to it as fake history almost is like they refer to all fiction like all novels as fake, fake history, history. <laughs> just a funny way to refer to it <laughs> somebody's trying Canadian. to pass this off as real life yeah no nobody's trying to pass that yeah off yeah <laughs> i would read goodnight moon to you child but um it's a little i don't think it ever actually happened it's a little <laughs> bit of fake history thanks very much so instead i'll be re you know i'll be reading um abraham lincoln and the you know <laughs> Also, probably John, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Probably uh, half that book is fake history, anyway. So you know, if you, <laughs> if you want to be honest about it. Uh, oh, Pete, I just I just remembered another game that has marbles. Uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos, but um, that ah, we're talking. Does not is have that your cards. segue to Hungry Hungry Host? No, Hung no, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm still in the middle of this segment. Anyway. Uh, How hungry Andrew, are these this person this person gave it a five out of ten, and they said. I wouldn't have taken Tack for a contender for the moniker of Beautiful Game, though, but that's fictional people for you. Now, Andrew, what, what they're referring to is that in the world of the books, yeah. it is referred to as a beautiful game. That is like the way it's referenced in the book, uh, Tack, yeah. a beautiful game or whatever. And so that is like you you hear it referenced in our real world that way sometime, too, because it's a reference to how it's spoken of in the book. It's like the tagline and on the And this person... Right? Yeah, exactly. And so this person is like, hey, I don't think it, I wouldn't have taken tack for a contender for uh, the moniker beautiful game. And it's like, hey, bud, uh, what is it with people being contrarian even in a different world that they don't live in and doesn't even exist? Andrew, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the world of glop glop, donuts, donuts taste like dirt. And somebody's like, "Ooh, honey, are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I am. Cause I made it up. And that's why I write fiction. Shut <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like this guy's like, are you sure? Beautiful. And it's like, yeah, in my world it is. So just shut up. What is this? You know what I mean? Like also, it's yeah. not, I don't, I get to make it. I get to say what's beautiful in my world. <laughs> <laughs> also it's just so subjective in the in the real world too it's like yeah i could i could yeah. i could understand how someone would say it's a beautiful game even if you don't think it's a be i don't know i don't get that i mean yeah, just yeah maybe just, a guy who's hanging up marvel posters in his office or something like that that guy might not yeah think it's a beautiful yeah yeah game, yeah but... yeah maybe maybe a mar marble guy you know you know needs more marbles but <laughs> 
Andrew, um, this person gave it a this person gave it a seven out of ten, uh, and they said, um, "I mean, it's a game. Good idea, but couldn't really get into this, keeping it for some reason." Now, Andrew, this review sounds like someone forced them to write it via an ambush. You know what I mean? Like they just jumped out of the bushes and they said, "Quick, tell me what you think of the game Tack, or I'll smack you with this stick." And they were like, "Uh, I mean, it's a game, I guess. I don't like it." <laughs> But seven out of ten, and I'll keep it. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> what this person this person didn't want to take two more minutes. You know what I mean? To write this review, they started with um. I mean, it's a game. Come on, <laughs> come on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess true. Wow, that's the most wishy washy uh, review I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And they gave it a seven out of 10, by the way. Andrew, this person Not gave bad. it an eight out of 10 and they wrote note lost in the divorce. Now, oh, okay, oh. Andrew. We've we've seen something like this before, and 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 it's sad. I am I'm sorry to hear about the divorce. That is, there's not that's not a laughing matter, but the way it's phrased, Andrew, no, lost in the divorce. I did I did wonder if he meant that he lost the game that they were playing during the divorce. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> note, I lost the game during the divorce. Like they decided to get the divorce, and then his wife was like, "Whoever wins the next game of tack actually gets the panini press." You know what I mean? And he was like. <laughs> You know. All right. Well, you know what, Andrew? <laughs> That's actually. Mm. I mean, if oh man, if I ever in my wildest dreams, if I if I ever got divorced, that's how I would split up all my possessions. <laughs> okay, is by is by playing playing board games and be like, well, whoever wins this one gets to keep that. You know, that's how sick I am with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got a real illness with board games, Andrew, because it led you to say, in my wildest dreams, <laughs> I would get a divorce. Well, and in my we would mind, just just because it would no, just no, no, because no. it would give you an opportunity, <laughs> Andrew, just because it would give you an opportunity to competitively competitively play a board game for some real stakes, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> That's how sick I am. No, uh, no, it's that's not that. It's not that I, in my wildest dreams, I would get divorced. Period. No, no, no. That that's that's definitely not the what I was trying to okay. say. I'm just trying to say. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right in the fact that uh, I want I want a reason to play poor. No, I think that'd be if yeah. you're gonna get divorced, that'd be a fun way of getting divorced. Can we can we agree on that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, um, this person gave it. This person gave it an eight out of ten Just as well. Just got canceled by my wife, and by they way. said, "They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you later. It's nice knowing you. Uh, you know." Um, Andrew, this person gave it an eight out of ten, and they wrote, "Nice, medium, heavy, abstract. Lots of depth and elegance here. Would love to spend more time with it." Yeah, Andrew, is this person asking the dame of tack out on a second date? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hey, you got a lot of depth and elegance here. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'd love to mo- spend more time with it. Oh you know I mean? yeah, <laughs> hey, that's not a bad line. Yeah, and Tack Tack like brushes the hair out of her eyes, and she's like, "Yeah, I I agree. I I think so." You know what I mean? <laughs> and then they're like, "Should we kiss? Should we not kiss? Who knows?" I say know. use that line. Okay. You know, next time, anybody out there, next time you're on Tinder or whatever, use that line. See if it works. Andrew's going to be using that line as soon as he gets through his divorce. uh... (laughs) No, Andrew, maybe we need need a... uh, We'll get a therapist over here and we'll sort out that divorce. (laughs) Oh, hold on. What a coincidence. That knock on the door is probably from our good therapist friend, Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. 
That's right, it is Dr. Fraser Crane, and as usual, Dr. Fraser Crane is here to help us count down the top ten phrases. These are very common phrases, by the way. You're just walking by somebody playing tack in the park, you're going to hear these phrases. So these yep. are the top ten phrases that you're going to hear someone say while playing the game of tack. Number ten. Oh, there's a feather in your capstone. Maybe we shouldn't play at the aviary anymore. Number nine. Did this game come from the novel Jane Eyre? Because this game's going to be haunting me for days. Number eight. Yeah, I mean, the game was okay, but the book was better. Number seven. Did this game come from the novel The Picture of Dorian Gray? Because it seems really old, but it's actually super young. Number six. One, two, three, four. I declare thumb tack. Number five. Did this game come from the novel Beloved? Because it's simple in its elegance and I can't stop thinking about it. Number four. Tick, tack, 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 toe. Number three. Did this game come from the novel Fahrenheit 451? Because you winning sounds like a dystopian future I do not want to see. Number two. Mr. Capstone, tear down this wall. Number one. Did this game come from the novel The Grapes of Wrath? Because in the end, you essentially surprised me with a win as if you walked up behind me and shot me in the back of the head while I looked at some rabbits. Hey everybody, we're going to take a quick time out from the regular show to tell you about a little something called Patreon. Yeah, I've been meaning to look uh, look this up on the internet, Andrew. Tell me more. <laughs> we now have a Patreon where you can pledge some money to show us your support, help us kind of keep the lights on around here. And uh, guess what? There is, at the very introductory level, only $2 a month, you get access as a thank you. You get access to a monthly bonus episode. More of Pete and I talking about uh, board games and really just anything else. We kind of go off script every month um, from our regular show. It's it's a lot of fun. Plus, Wait, Andrew, are you yeah. telling me that for the uh, measly less than a coffee, less than a a cup of coffee, uh, and I give you that every month, I get access to even more show that other people don't have access to? That's right. Plus, you also get access to some Pete and I streaming us playing some board games every month. So you get uh, a little bit of interaction what? with us there. Yeah, you can even chat I get us. To, I get to look look at you, look at your faces, and watch you watch how bad you are at board games, like, in real time. It's so fun. So you get this. Plus, there are other levels where you can get other great stuff. So check us out at Patreon.com. That's right. Patreon, which is, of course, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com forward slash Two Can Play That Game podcast. Love Brick. Yes, it is time for another love break. Time to take a break from the beautiful game of chess into the beautiful game of Fog of Love. That's right. We have an ongoing game of Fog of Love. We play one card every uh, every episode. And uh, so I believe... Uh, so in our, we don't have to go over the whole relationship every single time, but basically we are old high school sweethearts. Basically, I'm a chef with a flowery hat, and I'm big and muscly, and Andrew is a tanned um, internet sensation, um, right? With an influencer. old cell, with an old cell phone, and uh, we with were we were high school sweethearts, and um, you know we've been on some some not so great dates so far. You know, it's been it's been well. To be fair, all of the ones that were not so great. They, there is one thing that they all had in common, which is that they happened at Jimmy John's. At Jimmy John's. Okay, yes. Andrew. So, 
It is your turn to play a scene into chapter one here. Okay. Early I... on in our relationship. All right. Well, here is the scene that I'm playing. It's called, I'm going to put this card down. It is called, Your Clothes Make Me Look Great! Exclamation point. So oh. basically, uh, Pete, <laughs> what, what happens here is I walk into the living room one day and I'm saying, uh, oh, you, you, you're, you must be playing a, a video game of some kind, I think, right? What video game are you playing? playing? Yeah. Um, I am playing Burger Time because I'm a chef. Burger Time, perfect. Also, yes. so you're... I do. I count it as, uh, you know. Oh, that's a write-off on your tax. <laughs> I, I can't. It's a write-off, exactly. <clears throat> perfect. So you're playing your your um, daily game of Burger Time. I walk into the room. And I say, "Hey, look at this. Your clothes make me look better than, or sorry, your clothes look better on me than they do on you." So that's what the card says. So. I, I snuck wow, into Pete's closet Andrew. and I tried on his clothes and I'm saying, hey, they look even better on me than they do on you. Mm. So this is a mm-hmm. this is a partner choose card. So Pete is going to choose one of the f- three reactions on here and uh, right. we'll see what happens. So what what are my options here, Andrew? What's okay, a? it says your clothes make your partner look amazing. So I oh t- it it does objectively say that that your clothes make your partner look amazing. So you do notice that. Oh, so that's not even a subjective thing, right? Yeah. They, I do look amazing in these clothes. How do you react, Pete? <laughs> uh, option A. Okay. Option A. You say that's great, but could you please stop using my clothes without asking me? Um, right. <clears throat> option, which is like an as, an assertion of dominance or yes, whatever. So yeah. yeah. Uh, option B. <clears throat> wow, you look incredible, like a hotter version of me. And so that's uh, okay. Just boosting you, boosting you up. Yeah, that's a, that's okay. a nice one. Um, option C says, "You think so? To me, it looks like you're pretending to be something you aren't. Stylish. Ouch, that would be a burn, right? Um, so Ooh, let's just take wee. a little dig at me. So, okay, which one of those three are you choosing, Pete? As your response. Okay, and you don't get to choose any of this. This is not a both choose. No? This is all on me. I just get to choose which one I want to go with, Andrew. Yep, here. and. What Pete chooses will okay. affect it will affect his you know, little personality tokens, but some of these al- yeah. also may affect me. Uh, there's one. In yeah, the well, it looks like they all affect happiness in some way, and and I'll be able to um, you know affect my personality traits a little bit here. So, Andrew, I have mine locked in. Okay, I am going with option C. Andrew, oh. I said, you think so? Because to me, it looks like you're, you know, trying to be something you aren't. Stylish, oh. Andrew. That's right. Uh, now, this does drop me in sincerity, so I'm going to go ahead and place a token on the negative part of sincerity over here. Wow, looking at the board, you um, are really, you're an insincere person. Because, yeah. You're just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and because as we know, objectively, you do look good in this. Right. So I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to play, I'm just trying to, you know, burn you a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Well, look like you're not something. You're not stylish, uh, and you know why? I'm angry, Andrew, because the clothing that you decided to steal from me and wear is my flowery hat, Andrew, <laughs> which we know is one of my one, one, of, one of my things items. that you gave me. You know, yeah, one right. of my characteristics that you gave me in the beginning of the game. Yeah, and that's my hat, Andrew. I'm known for wearing the flowery hat. You're a you're a, a you know a TikTok influencer or whatever. You start wearing this flowery hat around, and it looks better on you. People are going to start associating that with your brand. Right. You know what I mean? And then what? Then I'm going to start going out with my flowery hat to work and everything like that. And everyone's going to go, "What are you trying to copy your?" You're trying to copy Andrew. And it's like, no, this has always been my hat. I'm not. I'm just not happy about Andrew. So on that, and so 
we also both lose happiness here, Andrew. I lose one point of happiness, and you lose two points oh, of happiness. Oh, man. <laughs> Why? Just because you had to mess around, Andrew. <laughs> just because you had to mess around, you thought you were being cute. Now, well, guess what? This also tells me, besides uh, besides losing two happiness, I have to swap one of my destinies. So what destinies are at the end yes. of the game, <clears throat> you're kind of your win conditions at the end of the game, with a goal that you're trying to get to. Right. So I... Th- I think we both currently have four destinies in our hand that we can decide to go with as the game goes forward. You know what I mean? As the game goes forward, usually you lose more and more destinies until you land on one for the end of the game that you're going to really aim for. So right now it's telling you to swap one out, which I think is kind of, that's a cool thing because I think it's what it's saying is after this interaction, maybe you're rethinking your destiny a little bit with me. Yeah, I was a little bit annoyed with your response. Um and so well, I'm gonna I also be... was annoyed, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not annoyed enough to switch out one of your destinies. So I will secretly no. switch swap one of my destinies for one of these wow. in the stack. And so that's 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 all we're doing today. And I guess next week it'll be uh, Pete's turn here to play a scene into our ongoing right. relationship. But for now, yep, it's time to get back to tack, right? That's right. And you know what? Uh, speaking of tack, I think we have someone who knows a little bit, a little something about tack, uh, calling in on my old cell phone. Pete, would you believe it? Wow. Wait. Hold on, Andrew. Now you're having trouble separating, you know, oh, your, our love break reality from our current reality. <laughs> That's right. Which, wow. hey, I don't blame you for. I also would love to live in the world of fog of love, but. Uh, you actually have a brand spanking new cell phone compared to that character, Andrew. Right. But it is being lit up by an acquaintance. It's time for an acquaintance call in. Acquaintance call in. Yeah, that's right. It's time for an acquaintance call in. This is, of course, uh, the segment in the show where we like to talk to somebody who. Many shows would refer to as a friend of the show, but for our show, well, that would just be disingenuous. So let's talk to an acquaintance, just somebody that we know. Andrew, who's the acquaintance we're talking to today? <laughs> well, today we have a very special guest here to talk with us about tech, uh, tech, uh, I guess, tech ambassador for the game, I guess, uh, yeah. YouTube uh, personality uh, um, with tech, related to tech, and um, just all around tech enthusiasts. And- recent U.S. TAC Association board member. So uh, wow. please welcome to the show, uh, Simon. Simon, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. And I think YouTube personality is a little bit much. I wouldn't <laughs> say that I have too much personality. That's probably going a little over the top. Well, Come on, for YouTube, you probably have way more personality than, you know, most of the folks on YouTube. <laughs> It's one of, well, I'll say though, you are one of the more prominent uh, YouTube tech personalities that I've seen out there. I know there are a few, but. Uh... There, there are in fact, two of us. Yeah. And so I am, I am the prominent one. There I, you go. I, I have the videos that the other one doesn't. There you go. That's right. That's right. Assert your tech dominance. Market cornered. Um... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big one too. I mean, I have it's almost 200 one. subscribers. Ooh. 
Well, wow. Listen, <laughs> bring, them this, bring them after, over, Simon. Bring them right. over. After this comes out, you can bump that up by about five. So, you know, just <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, baby. I didn't think you guys had that many listeners. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Well, they're mostly they're mostly bots. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but they will sign up for years if we uh, type in the right code. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, oh, by the way, uh, we are sounding pretty friendly here. So we just got to make sure, Simon, before we get into their tech talk here, um, hmm. You are not our friend, right? Is that the correct assumption? I mean, I, I don't know what gave you guys that idea. Perfect. Uh, I, I didn't want to lead you down on the wrong path. I mean, I've got enough. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got, he's got roughly 200 friends. <laughs> roughly and, uh, 200, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all your followers. Uh, I wish I was friends with all my followers, Andrew. Psych! Know what I mean? Only one in my life. It's yeah. Andrew. Uh, know what I mean? So all the other four out there who uh, listen to the show, too bad. I was gonna say that <laughs> podcast would be way too crowded. Um, yeah, too hey, crowded. let's get into tech talk here real quick. Uh, Simon, I wanted to ask you just right up top here. Um, can you tell us about like how'd you get into tech? Because you're you're you seem to be really into it now. So uh, how did it all start for you? Hmm. Yeah. So that yeah, that, that's a weird story. Uh, I actually don't really enjoy two-player abstract strategy board games in general. Uh, I, I don't like chess. I played it for a while and I, I didn't enjoy it. And then I didn't really hey, have well, an opportunity. Well, it's been having you on the show, Simon. All right. That's been <laughs> <Simon>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, kidding. Sorry. I, I, think, I think part of the reason was when I first learned chess, somebody was like, hey, yeah, let's, let's sit down. And I knew the rules and I felt pretty confident about it because I could beat my dad, but my da dad barely did, knew any of the rules. And so <laughs> yeah, I sat down with this other guy and he, promptly thrashed me in like four moves right, for the yeah. next like six games in a row. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so years and years later, decades, in fact, uh, I heard about this game Tack coming out because I was a fan of the fantasy novel from which it springs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll give this a try. This seems fun. I read the rules. I said, that sounds interesting. It sounds neat. I'd, I'd want to try that out. Um, and then actually, uh, there was a, a, an online way to play before the game even released. So during the Kickstarter, before it had been funded and all this stuff, there was an online way to play that some fan had created. And I thought, that's awesome. Mm. And that was playtac.com. Mm. And I went on there and I played with other folks online. And, uh, that was actually against the rules uh, that I had set up with my wife. We, we set up this disagreement that we would not play online until we got our set and we could play together so we'd start on the same playing field oh I okay see. yeah so that way no one is that much better than the other yeah and so i played around uh, uh a thousand games or so before we got our set a thousand <laughs> i played a lot oh of games wow. oh my god simon <laughs> that's my my first game honey you know no biggie yeah <laughs> so, thousand first. so <laughs> then it was like okay we got our set and and things like that and then shortly after we got our set was the tack open of 2016 and it was like oh this, because that's when it released and it was, it was this big thing i ended up taking second place in that there's nice. no way i would have taken second place Whoa. had i started yeah. you know nine months later right right and that's where I got the special fancy tax set that I uh, post pictures of on mm -hmm. Instagram doing yeah. a daily puzzle 
uh, that people mm -hmm. can solve, kind of like a checkmate puzzle, but uh, in tech, we call that Tinyway, which in fact is also a term that I coined. Oh, <laughs> you made up that term? I did. I did make up that term. Where did that come from? So in the books, there's a city and it says, all roads lead to Tinue. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, that is poignant for a game that uh, makes roads. So I thought that yeah. makes a lot of sense. If you're making a road, a Tinue would be that sort of uh, checkmate thing. However, uh, I don't know if I use the word poignant correctly there, but you know, we'll just go with it. I, I know exactly what I'm. I know exactly what you meant because I am also the person who uses poignant incorrectly. So <laughs> we're speaking the same language. <laughs> um, well, Simon, that kind of brings me to m one of my most important questions for you today. Uh, in the terms of the books, you you took your name from your your tack name. You know your stage name, mm, Simon, from yes. Simon, who's a character in the books, right? Yes, yes, that is okay. true. Mm -hmm. And does Simon have like a cool sword in the books? Um, I believe he may actually own a sword. I don't think mm. he knows how to use it, but he, oh. he is of the nobility. But he's actually the plucky comic relief character in the books. Oh, which plucky, is like plucky duck from um, from Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he's essentially comic tiny, relief, tiny and I've chosen him as sort of my representation. And actually. I made my custom role since I owned the Discord server for TAC. Uh, I made my custom role Plucky Comic Relief, and that is the owner of the Discord. So, Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, now, how in depth does do these Patrick Rothfuss uh, novels get in describing the game of TAC in the in these books? Uh, so, the game of TAC didn't exist when he wrote the books. Oh. He basically says they are played on a board. And there are stones of two color, uh, different colored pieces. So like of like black and white. I don't think he even says what colors they are. And he mentions that there are corners at one point on the board. And <laughs> that's about it. Just, just corners and pieces. <laughs> yes, yes. There was one that... line where he says, you got clever in the corner there. Hmm. And that's, that's all we knew was that there were multicolored or two colored stones yeah. and the corners. Wow. I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, I'm surprised there's only four corners on this board. You'd think there'd be like about 100 corners. Based Could on have that. been. Could <laughs> have been 14 corners, mm -hmm. which would yeah. be a something a gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got you got clever in one of the 20 corners. None of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. Who, uh, Simon, here's my second most important question, because I've seen I've seen some some discourse from you. Uh, and, and other folks uh, about this game of tech and, and how it relates to the books. Who's Crazy Martin? Because he kind of comes up in the tech world. Yeah, that's a great question. I uh, can't really remember, honestly, yeah. from the books. Oh. <laughs> uh, not, I not, know, not, a, not a big character? I know that there's probably someone named Crazy Martin that's in the books, but I'm mm -hmm. sorry for all the book fans out there that uh, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've read the last book, but uh, Crazy Martin Pieces is a set that uh, uh, World Builders, Patrick Rothfuss's uh, charity organization sells. And it is a set of pieces specifically to be able to expand your uh, your pieces, but not the board. So you can play on the eight by eight size. 
Oh, okay. Um, which honestly, you, it sounds that's crazy. Too big. It sounds too crazy. Yeah, eight by right? eight by eight seems seems well. Yeah, that's that's certainly certainly earning the name Crazy Martin. Yeah, at the at the moment, we're just barely breaking into the seven by seven size board because there right. is variable sizing. So, uh, mm-hmm, six mm-hmm. by six is still the competitive size right now, but we're well kind of practicing and figuring things out, experimenting with sevens. Well, that that yeah. kind of uh, that's kind of the cool thing that I've kind of discovered about tech is that we're kind of still in the uh, early stages here, where people are still, like you say, figuring things out and learning of new strategies and things like that. So. Um, you know, what, what's the, uh, so what's the whole uh, attack community like these days? What's the kind of vibe? Uh, how, what kind of, um, how would you describe guys... the attack community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the main community hub is going to be the Discord server. Okay. Um, that's going to be the most diehard fans, the people who play it regularly. Uh, we do have the subreddit as well, where people will occasionally play, or a lot of times they'll post uh, a picture of their homemade sets that sometimes they look really fantastic yeah uh, yeah and i would love one of them or or all of them that they're very very nice but uh, <laughs> but no so the online community in discord you get sort of this this mix you get these diehard abstract strategy board game fans mm. who are who have played everything and they up to like the most obscure games you have ever heard of or never heard of actually oh wow and uh they'll like we've got one guy who i think is one of the top players on board game arena for like six different abstract games wow Mm. and he's he's excellent uh, and he's a great tack player um and Andrew, he's probably he, he's probably one of the guys that posts on twixt.com. Twixt, you know I mean? Twixtlive.com. Yeah, no, I don't Twixtlive.com. <laughs> uh Simon, we we uh, covered an abstract game called Twixt at some point that had, I would say, a little bit less vibrant uh, community, but they do have their own website. And it is, I would it seemed to us maybe roughly about 20 men uh in anywhere 50 to 70 who are having a good time and we do appreciate them but uh, it's a little bit different i think of a community would you say tech what would you say that maybe the average age of the tech community would be well i don't know about that but i oh that tech community i was gonna say the website is about 20 years old on on twix but oh the website (laughs) is also showing its age yeah Mm -hmm. is it that geocities with the sparkling banners (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's you're, got a, you're it's got right. a bunch of flames. Yeah, does, does your cursor change images uh, to different things? <laughs> yeah, is it like it's a dragon the, when you hover over the link? Yes. Yeah, it's part of the web ring. It's part yeah. of the abstract two-player game web ring. Yeah, I like it. And then <laughs> your newer listeners, like the the one of them that's that's uh, that's younger, is is going to be like, what is GeoCities? Yeah, that that we lost them already with 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 web rings and GeoCities. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I believe it. I believe that you have, you have a bunch of, um, ad, abstract gamers mixed in there. Yeah. And then we do have some folks who are just more fans of the books, but uh, not as much. Typically, yeah. if somebody has discovered tack and they've made it to their discord, they are more than just a fan of the books. And they've gone to the point where they are like, okay, I've played tack now and I really like it. And I need to go into that. And they don't really care too much about the books in general. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. personally, I would love for us to like sort of divorce the books from the game. Uh, and that's what mm-hmm. I've kind of done in my head because people will often think, oh, this, this is this board game and it came from a fantasy book. 
that means it's going to be garbage. Yes. <laughs> because right. it's not this thing that stands on its own. And right. so it, it definitely does stand on its own. And I, I think that, uh, that initially great for the publicity. I mean, that's how I found the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was great to bring a ton of initial players in. But I think that uh, in the long run, it might end up hurting it. So I, I, I worry about that. I think um, I think I had read when I was researching the history of this a little bit. The the author now the name escapes me, but the author was Pat- Patrick Ruffus. Yeah, was even telling the the game designer like like no, you don't want to make a game about this. Like it's not going to be any good. And that and then when he played yes. the game, he was like, oh, actually, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. he he for years he was saying that he didn't want an actual game of tack made, and then he uh, James Ernest, the creator of the game, came to Rafa's and said, hey, I think. I would like to make this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in my head, my head canon, which uh, isn't written anywhere, but just in my head, I'm pretty sure James Ernest already had the game mostly figured out, if not all the way mm. figured out. And then said, hey, I want to attach this to some existing IP so we can get some more publicity. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah. And in my head canon, um, James Ernest first went to the owners of Mad, the Mad Max IP. And they were like, listen, I got this game where a master blaster right. <laughs> you know what i mean uh where yeah. you jump on someone else and then ride it around and they were like no thanks uh we actually are working on a video game that's gonna not do great uh and so he and ins- then he said all right i'll go to the next guy on the list patrick rothfuss well <laughs> right now in my head canon you get launched into the stratosphere <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking i got i got my evil knievel helmet on you know what i mean star spangled banner helmet and i you're launched me through the circus tent <laughs> now simon uh that you mentioned still a kind of like kind of a hub site for playing tack online right i mean this is that's kind of like uh would you say that is where you do your majority of online playing that's basically where everyone plays uh and it's pretty much the only place to play tack online is playtack.com uh part of that is licensing issues and some other things but um there is also another way to play online and well kind of so playing live online with like time controls and just you back and forth right there is playtack.com. But mm-hmm. if you want to play asynchronously or sort of like a correspondence games, like how people oh. played chess by mail and things like that, you yeah. can do that through the Discord server itself. We we have a lot oh. of uh, software developers who happen to be part of the TAC community, whether it's the TAC brain that does it or whatever. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of software developers and they've built some awesome bots. And one of them allows you to play asynchronously right there through the Discord server. Uh, throwing up images of the board and everything like that so you can play that way whoa very cool but of course uh i don't really want to do that because i i do like playtech.com i'll probably just stick with that and uh one of my favorite parts is that you can you can upload custom images onto your pieces basically (laughs) if you don't if you don't like the default skins to choose from you can upload images onto your your pieces and and uh we were messing around with that ourselves and having some fun with that uh, have you seen any notable custom jobs in there have you played against anybody that had some uh, some wild custom images on their pieces so you can't actually see someone else's piece colors no oh no it's just, you, it's just for yourself it's all client side mm-hmm. um i for a while toyed with uh, some different wood grains that i liked mm-hmm. playing with mm-hmm. um but have since dropped those uh 
I imagine wow. you just put like your face right on mm-hmm. there. And so just yeah. tons of your face staring right at it. That is what we did. Yeah, that <laughs> is what we did. I knew it. Yeah. It was either your face or a screaming goat. And so those were the yeah, two same things thing. that I had in mind. Same, yeah, same thing. <laughs> I, I can't I can't honestly tell the difference. So it was one of the two for sure. <laughs> um now the the Discord community, you said there's a lot there. There are people who are book folks, you know what I mean? Um, but mainly like the game. Is there for the book folks, is there a channel where they can do like fan fiction for the books you know what i mean maybe you know of the erotic nature or anything like that uh so that sort of thing no okay (laughs) they actually have a very family friendly discord server which i know is kind of weird it's because it's because of people like pete that you're trying to divorce yourself from the books i know (laughs) yeah kind of a kind of a real book fiend in terms of just coming in uh, here like into the discord like uh hey uh, how about those books you know why don't we write some fanfic how about those hot books and you're like all right banned you know i mean there is a discord server specifically for the books as well (laughs) so go go there if you want to do that okay well, actually, I've got my own Discord server about fan fiction. So why don't why doesn't everybody come to mine? You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you written fan fiction about my book? Because clearly, mm-hmm. yes, you've read I my novel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell us, yeah, what, it's in there. Tell us about your novel. I I did know this about you, right? You wrote a novel, Simon. Tell us about. Yeah, this. I did. It, it's an uh, <laughs> keeping with the theme. It's an urban fantasy novel. Oh, okay. uh, which is Ooh. urban fantasy, meaning it's fantasy, but not like uh, in medieval times, but in sort of modern day. No, yeah cool. not high not high fantasy or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's uh when stage magic mixes with real magic j something or other i i forget uh but it's yeah it's about a, a stage magician who has actual magic um uh, but yeah i can't uh i can't remember the actual blurb that i wrote for my own book but uh but yeah, <laughs> is this what it is. is this for sale do you want to plug this right now what is this called i mean you're welcome to go find it uh it's called yeah. slightly different um right slightly spelled as in sleight of hand sleight of hand because you know yeah the name of the book is a pun and so that that gives you a clue into sort of my sense of humor and maybe what the writing oh yeah andrew's a huge pun guy so he's he's loving it he's already got it in his cards online for sure for sure and of course my fan fiction um channel is called uh slight of hand wink know what i mean and then it's uh and it's a winking face if you want to do if you want to join my discord called, channel uh, about the sleight of hand fan fiction mine is called sleight of ham and, and it's just about Slide, slice of ham slice of ham is, 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 what it's is the weird owls weird i was working on a novel uh, <laughs> that makes that is parodying simmons novel it's called Slice of Oh, Hand. man. I, See, I, I read a different one, and I thought that was from you, Pete. It was called Slightly a Man. And I, I didn't know. I thought <laughs> yeah. that one was a little different. <laughs> oh, trust me. Hardly. Uh, hard, well, no, my, no, you got it wrong. Mine's actually called Hardly a Man. Oh, um, okay. And that is my autobiography. You can buy that at your local bookstores. Simon, <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had to improvise a capstone piece from objects around your house, what would you choose? Oh, good question. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I might use a, I mean, I have chess pieces and any chess piece would work, or I could use, um, the knob from a drawer kitchen. Yep. Something like Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. Do you have anything special that you'd want that would make the game special for you? uh, Like special sentimental, Mm -hmm. a tube of chapstick. 
I think that's what I would go mm, with. Nice. I like that. Some very, balm. very special. Yes, I like that a lot. Partially I like used. That a lot. Partially well, used. Well, I mean, is there any other kind? <laughs> that's true. That's, that's very true. <laughs> no one has ever finished a chapstick. And I swear when you yeah. get them new, they've been used by somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The people at the factory just kind of, they test them out. Yeah, not always on their lips, but yeah, they do that. <laughs> oh, now that's now you've been reading my fan fiction about uh, chaps, chapstick uh, factories. Uh, Simon, what would you rather have? A new expansion to the game of tack or the third and final book in the King Killer trilogy? Um, seeing as I don't think that expansion is actually needed for tack, and I think that it's mm-hmm. totally fine the way it is. I mean, we yeah. just had a second printing just last year, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, yeah, book three. <laughs> book three. Yeah, I know everyone's I mean, waiting for it. I mean, it, it is a big thing. I'm not going to express any opinion about book three at all because it's a very contentious topic among Ooh. book fans. Uh, we almost will, got you in our nothing. trap. Yeah. We almost got you in our trap to get uh, readers furious. We're going to take, take that sound bite and play it on, you know, cable yeah. news or whatever and get everybody all... Stir up, <laughs> stir up controversy. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's any controversy about stirrups. I don't know if you have like a horse no. magazine that you read, but <laughs> wow, you were not lying. You are a fun guy. I like it a lot. Stirrup controversy. <clears throat> Stirrup controversy. Mm, That's when I oh no, Andrews. Yeah, now Andrews. We're never going to get Andrew back. He's <laughs> he's thinking about the, how he can. Now he's thinking that. about stirrup puns. <laughs> now he can thinking about stirrup puns. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna. Never mind. All right. Um... <laughs> So, Simon, um, really, it's it's been great interviewing here, you here. Um, I just like to, you know, all interviews always kind of end with this type of question. Um, where do you see yourself? No, not yourself. Where do you see the game of tech uh, in five to ten years? You know, where do you see this thing going here? Because, it, like we said, it is kind of new. Um, what's your, what's your goal? What's your end game here? Well, where would I like to see it? I'd mm-hmm. like to see more people adopting it and playing it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Personally, I don't know if there's a better two-player game out there at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you've got a game that can be taught in two minutes and has complexity uh, very easily beyond chess, uh, I, I just feel like that's, that's, that's tough to find a game like that that has that yeah. depth and the ease of being taught to other people. And so I feel like it could become sort of a big popular game that's like a household name that people know. However, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not because no one's doing a lot of marketing for it. Uh, I'm trying to do my best. I'm doing what I can, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah, so yeah. I'm pushing it as much as I can. I just want more people to know about tech. Uh, I think that if people who play that sort of game like chess or Go or Checkers or Pente or Hex or whatever all those two-player games are, People who try it out pretty much across the board always end up loving it. And so I think that that's the sort of thing that uh, that needs to get out there and get more people to know about it. And if they do, I think that it can catch on. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah. Well, yeah, Pete and I definitely enjoyed playing it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, no spoilers for the end of our episode here, but uh, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, I think, when I, yeah. when I started playing it. Mm-hmm. You know? okay right right so we can speak it was kind of that same thing like you said like oh this is like from a book okay it's it's gonna be i basically had that same thought and then i was like oh this is more like a real 
like it reminded me of like that feeling when I first played Go. It was like, oh yeah, this is like a real thing here. This is smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you guys are going to be playing in some of the community tournaments, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you can meet us there. Well, tell us more about these tournaments. So you have different levels, right? There, there's not only it's not only just for like people like you who've been playing for a, for a while now. That you have beginner and intermediate and all kinds of things, right? We do, yeah. So we have um, throughout the year, we typically do probably three beginner tournaments, uh, and so that's almost quarterly. Uh, the final quarter is when we have sort of a big tournament, whether it be the TAC Open, which is like it sounds, open to everyone to compete in. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they sort of earn their, well, win prizes and also earn spots to play in the, um, is it biannual where it's every other year? Ooh, no uh, one knows. This is everyone. It's one of those things. One because it's, I think it's bi. Yeah. I think it's biannual. There's semi-annual and there's biannual. And Semi. one of them, it's biannual. Okay, yes. so the biannual... Yeah. <laughs> There's a biannual TAC championship and a biannual TAC open. And so this year, 2022, is the TAC championship. Oh, nice. And in 2021 was the TAC open. And then in mm. 2023 will be the TAC open again. And so, yeah, mm, TAC perfect. championship is going to be at the end of the year. And then uh, so in April, we're going to have our second beginners tournament of the year. Oh, cool. Perfect, so perfect for anybody perfect. listening to this hey. right now. Yeah, that's yeah. coming up soon. I need to I need to try this out. Yeah. Yeah. People who play in the beginner tournaments a lot of times will be beginners, obviously, yeah. and not very good at the game. And by the time they finish it, they're suddenly way, way better than they would have been without the tournament, even if they just mm. been playing a ton. Uh, for whatever reason, the tournament just really increases their skill level. We've had people jump from the beginner level to competing in the top levels very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Andrew? Yeah, I'm I'm signing up, baby. I'm I'm on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Simon, uh, thank you for joining us again. And uh, where can people find your stuff? Find uh, obviously they can find the Discord uh, server and playtech.com. But where can they specifically find your YouTube and uh, other things related to you? I mean, I don't really have a great uh, <laughs> like URL for my YouTube, uh, but if you find me on Twitter, I guess, at Simintac, uh, with no spaces or underscores or anything like that, just Simintac, uh, you can find my YouTube channel. Uh, also, my YouTube videos are posted all the time on the subreddit, which is r slash tack, and then in the Discord itself, it, they're, they're there all the time, and on my Twitter, they're posted. Uh, all sorts of stuff. So I'm Simon Tack or Simon on YouTube as well. Uh, and yeah, find all sorts of stuff. I'm the guy who does all the tournament commentary for Tack tournaments. Oh, yeah. The voice of Tack. I love it. I am the voice of Tack. <laughs> I have that. It's a tattooed right on my back. <laughs> nice. oddly enough from like 10 years ago before the game existed i don't know yeah. how but you know just have that's yeah. why just you got into tack i mean that's why that's, that's, yeah i had to have a reason it was destiny <laughs> yeah you didn't even get the tattoo it just appeared one day you're in the mirror like what the heck is this it did it did it but, just appeared the calling uh well uh simon it was great to have you i was about to say tack <laughs> that's how that's how synonymous you are with it's tack. great to tack like, yeah I was just, uh, you know, your name might as well be Ted. Simon, it was great to have you. Uh, and our listeners should be friggin' honored that they were just able to, you know, sit in on the voice attack. And we're going to be right there with you. Um, you know, maybe, hey, listen, just saying, 
maybe uh, help us cheat in the uh, beginner tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> wink, wink. You know what I mean? Might, might, might be something in it for you. You know what I mean? You're supposed to say that uh, not on the air, Pete. I mean, come on. Whoops. Oh, oh, well. oh, man. No, <laughs> can't, well. can't edit it. <laughs> can't I, edit did, it. I did actually post a promotional video for the, the first quarter beginner tournament of this year. Mm. And in it, my, my daughter, who's five, says, uh, says, hey, you could be playing against me. My dad Simon will only help a little bit. <laughs> oh no! Well, she's not allowed, right? She's banned, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, she's five. She could totally play tech. Conflict of interest. That yes, but uh, can't help her. You know, yeah. just can't saying, help. or can't else, help. or else, I'm going to report the game. Um, <laughs> Simon, that's been Simon, everybody. Simon, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, that was not only fun, but also extremely informative. My two favorite things, Andrew. And speaking of my favorite things, uh, yeah, you know I'm talking about snacks. Time for snack pairings. Snack pairings. Okay, time to, you know, when you sit down and play a board game, you always want to you know, have a little snack with you. So we're going to take a moment here to figure out what food would pair best while playing tack. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Pete? Andrew, I think you got to go with the classic Dagwood sandwich, Andrew. That's right. We're talking about the man who knows how to stack oh, with the best <laughs> of them and layer and layer like a madman. We're talking Dagwood from whatever the heck that comic strip was. Blondie? <laughs> Is that the name of the? Was it named after his wife? I have no idea. I remember the name Dagwood. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. It's the guy who's known for making huge sandwiches. And back in the day when that comic strip was out, that was probably the height of comedy, was the idea that a man (laughs) would, in fact, make an extremely tall sandwich yes uh was probably one of the funniest things you could ever think of quite <laughs> frankly um yeah the comic strip was blondie thank you very much Ta- talking about early women's rights naming a comic strip after the wife thank you very much andrew <laughs> um i'm sure women everywhere appreciated the gesture no i'm just kidding yeah. um, um andrew i would say the classic dagwood sandwich is just an obscenely tall sandwich that has all sorts of stuff layered in it and that's what i'm thinking of you know what i mean yeah i like layer that. of cheese meat veggies bread layer upon layer yeah it's a big club sandwich i now for me i i uh i don't quite remember that uh, dagwood guy quite as much as you do maybe um when you say super tall sandwich i think you know being a tired dad these days i think of uh the children's book pete the cat's big lunch uh where he where pete the cat makes a gigantic sandwich out of all these uh (laughs) things and it stacks up really tall and uh it's very funny is it very tall okay so they're just gonna go ahead and rip off blondie okay (laughs) sure well in pete the cat's big lunch there are all kinds of other things there's like a fish in there there's like you know, I, I, yeah, that kind of happens with Dagwood too. There's also there's like eggs and bacon and stuff in there yeah, too. But there's Andrew, also what I'm trying to say is I think you... the uh, I think the cartoonist union would have uh, would like to hear about this Pete the Cat's. Uh, you know, there's also things that are inedible, like uh, you know, there's like milk, like an unopened carton of milk is just stuck in the middle of the sandwich, oh. and uh, you know, all kinds of other things that maybe Pete the Cat thinks. He can, oh, yeah. You know. Now, 
so you're just saying we should could be covering this for our choke on this segment where it's teaching kids <laughs> to just try to eat eat a eat a carton of milk and <laughs> right well that's a great idea we should go from snack pairings into choke on this and then to be like well how chokeable mm -hmm. is are these snacks that we just suggested is pete is pete the cat <laughs> um Here's what I'm thinking, though, Andrew, is that you can also uh, uh, use these sandwich elements to play the game if you want. You yeah. can do the stacking, you know what I mean, to make the sandwich that you're then going to eat as the snack pairing. You're just slapping down cheese on top of ham or whatever, moving tomato slices around on top of other things, you know? Yeah. You'd have to play on, like, a giant cutting board, probably, and just give that a <laughs> rinse afterwards. But <laughs> And here's sloppy. the thing. You can use a toothpick as a capstone. How about that? Oh, that's cute. Now, the the toothpick is going to have to have, like, a little flag on it or maybe, maybe just some crumpled up... Yeah. Uh, you know, colorful um, saran wrap or something like that, you know? Yeah, what is that stuff? There's like, um, uh, what are they called? There's like, um, <laughs> uh, what, cellophane paper? Cellophane, or whatever, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The gel paper I don't kind know. of thing, yeah. What is that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they get anyway. that to stay on there? It must be glue, right? It's not just stuck on there. It's gotta be glue. Wow. It just seems like the kind of thing where you're like, you could just skip that part of the toothpick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's so people notice the toothpick and they don't accidentally bite into it. Um, it's decorative, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good point. But uh, they should come yeah, with like toothpicks. Uh, just color it or something. They like should that. do club sandwich, and the toothpick should come with like a little like uh, like flashing light on the top of it or something like that. You know how like they have those tall those tall yeah. uh, tall buildings or towers that have a flashing light so airplanes don't crash into it. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. You probably just use that same technology. Yeah, right. Exactly. It already exists. You know what I mean? Well, um, I think that's a great idea for a snack that you could have with this. I'm going to say my snack pairing for tack is going to be an omelet. Okay. Um, now here's why <clears throat> an omelet. I think it's a really good snack. Uh, and in fact, I'll tell you how mm -hmm. to make an omelet. It's, it's uh, first, you got to take your frying pan off the rack, uh, get some eggs. They're usually sold 12 in a pack. Um, take the <laughs> eggs and give them a good crack. And in order to do that, you would just give it a good little whack. Um, now, if you get some shell in there, don't be taken aback, okay? Mix in some cheese and other ingredients that make your lips smack. And some say that too many eggs can cause buildup of plaque and perhaps lead to a heart attack. But don't listen to their uh, flack. Okay, omelet, <laughs> omelets are uh, the best snack to enjoy while playing tack. So that's that's. This the this is the most anti um, you know organized medicine uh, children's book I've ever heard. In my life. <laughs> just telling them just telling them telling them that heart heart attacks aren't real. Well, no, I think I heart attacks. Somebody's been re somebody's reading reading a little bit too much Pete the Cat. I think. <laughs> uh, no, well that's well that's a whole other story. Eggs, I I eat you know uh, eggs basically every day for breakfast, and I remember in college one time one of my yeah me too one of my roommates was like. Are you kidding me? You eat, you eat two eggs every morning? I'm like, yeah. What's wrong with? You? He's like, the cholesterol. You're gonna your cholesterol is gonna be through the roof. And so I had to like, it was this whole thing. I had to like look it up. And this is before smartphones, of course. I had to go at the computer. We were arguing about it, and I was like, no, this is not the kind of you cholesterol. You had to go to the library. <laughs> not that. Know, not that. You long had ago. 20 minutes uh, to log to to do your thing before you, you were logged out. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I had to do. It was dial up on the in the library. Um and had to like we were arguing about like no it's not that it's not the bad kind of cholesterol it's the good and so he was saying like you're gonna build up plaque in your heart with by eating that many eggs and i was saying no you won't and so i think eggs are okay to eat i'm pretty sure to this day but uh oh maybe i'm wrong all right well if andrew is totally wrong about that let us know 
I would love to know. Yeah, I would love to know. <laughs> no, I, I like, actually would love to know. <clears throat> no, it's it's that healthy. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. You seem pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd say now that we, since we live in America, Andrew, no matter what the research says, um, <laughs> right. it all comes down to what the market wants, as you know. That's you know right. what I mean? So um, Big egg. even even if eggs, even if eggs are uh, poison. Uh, if the market says they should sell them, they'll sell them. You know what I mean? Because we are slaves to this idea of a market economy. Andrew, speaking of which, <laughs> huh, market research. Market research. Okay, <clears throat> so this is the part of the show where we are going to do a little market research. We're going to uh, research ways to make uh, this game appeal more to the mat. How are we going to sell more tack, basically, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Andrew, I think we should get even... We should zoom in, I think, Andrew, because I think you and I both agree that one of the main things mm -hmm. that they can do to appeal to the masses more with this game is they got to get a theme on this game. This game is a classic abstract, and you just have, like, some, you know, oblong-shaped stones, you know what I mean, and stuff yeah. like that. They, there, is no, there is no theme, and that's kind of on purpose. It's just meant to be random stones and and the whole thing is is a perfect information right. strategy but, game but like we and, said and uh, like we said that might not be good for selling them because people can make their own exactly point, right yeah exactly we are you know we're a society that is needs that's overstimulated we need stimulation andrew so it, we need a theme so i think that it's uh, it's time we visit our sub segment for market research the sub segment let's call theme on theme on a theme on theme on <laughs> Theme until the dream comes true. I'm not going to make a stinger, Andrew. That is the sting. Um, <laughs> All right, so. good. <clears throat> good. That was yep. like, that was a, uh, it's, it sounded, you sounded just like Steven Tyler. Um, anyway. <clears throat> Thank so, you. Yeah, we're going to put a theme on this. We're going to take, we're going to take something beautiful like the game of tack, which, yeah, of course the creators, yeah. I'm sure they do want to sell, although we, we know they raised over a million dollars for this game in the beginning, but um, I'm sure they want to sell tack, but uh, people can make it on mm -hmm. their own. Something, something so beautiful. Craftsmanship, making, making something. We're gonna take yeah. that, like true Americans, and squash that urge and uh, make it, <laughs> make it something yeah. that you have to buy. Right? That's what, that's what this is all about. Uh, we're gonna take something simple and overcomplicate it. So it, uh, yeah, exactly. So well, that, Andrew, here's my idea for a theme for this game: is I think it should be stacking board games andrew now this is not uh, an entirely novel idea yeah it's kind of meta right wow. not entirely met um novel idea because there is a very popular game that came out recently called shelfie stacker designed by shim phillips who's one of my favorite designers and this whole that's a whole like uh dice drafting game about um in the in the meta um, mm. area of you know you take on the role of somebody who's trying to make a the perfect looking sh you know shelf unit of board games exactly. Um, <laughs> the but board game community. I think, I'm I think it say, works well. The board game community is sick. Okay, that's it, that's yes, Andrew. <laughs> that's what I'm saying to you, Andrew. If there's one thing I know about board game people, it's that we, Andrew, not they, right, we, we yeah. love a good shelfie. And oh a picture God. of games that someone owns, and we all ha we are sick and need it as our medicine. <laughs> so uh, here, so you know, there's the whole idea that you can stack things horizontally or vertically, and I think that hey, 
That's yeah, what you do. That's right. the, that's the big argument in game in yes. game stacking. Oh, for you know sure, I mean? for sure. Um, maybe the capstone is like a little Funko Pop or like a little Lego Tie Fighter model or something like that. You know, <laughs> okay, something yeah, that right. that would really scare most people in, into you know your Tinder date into not not doing a second date if they saw it. You know, <laughs> definitely you know forty year old virgin vibes. You know what I mean? If they came in and saw right. uh, something like your capstones is what I'm saying. Um, and and I think you could go. This is this is what I think is one of the main selling points, Andrew. Every stone, every piece can be customized to look like a different board game box. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, and so maybe you sell them in packs. You know what I mean? And somebody, oh. you you got to buy an entire Uwe Rosenberg set of pieces. You know what I mean? And then wow. you'll have Feast for Odin and Gates of Loyang and Ag- Agricola and all yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and then wow. you're like, I want to play with those pieces because I'm a Rosenberg fan. You know what I mean? That so okay. That's kind of like so you so this game could be collectible. Then you're talking about pogs. You're talking about square pogs. Um, I'm talking about square pogs that and, are that are good. Yeah, yes. which by the way you can you can own a set of pogs every month if you visit <laughs> Patreon.com/slash <laughs> You Can Play That Game podcast. Um, <laughs> wow, wow. But anyway, uh, uh, I think Soon that's a, I think that's actually a great idea because. One, yeah, you're gonna you. you're gonna sell more tack, and two, it's also an advertisement for other games. So, you know, people exactly. might people might want their games yeah. to be included in this. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. How about you? What are you thinking? Um, I didn't go with something quite as sick as trying to stack up board games. Um, I just. <laughs> It's just like every time you turn well, on. That's because you eat two eggs a day, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean, Mister 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 Sign of Wellness over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm eating a different Uwe Rosenberg two-player game every morning every for morning, breakfast right. and well-balanced I'm... diet. You go, you go on any, you go on social media, Instagram or Twitter in the board game world, and it's like, you know, somebody puts up a shelfie, a picture of their shelf. It's like, oh, look at this, and it's like thousand likes, you know, just for a board oh, games yeah. on a shelf it's like amazing it's what we love and need we're, we're sick we're sick um uh so what my theme is it's it's uh gophers okay the theme <laughs> the theme is gophers with the big buck teeth ah. um and maybe it's called yes. uh, go go gophers or crazy uh crazy gophers uh something that sounds like uh-huh. you know something like that we'll workshop it yeah that sounds nice go for yeah. golf i think it's called go for golf um but but <laughs> golf is not involved at all anyway um <laughs> Oh, maybe it is golf. Oh, that's interesting. All right, no. Go for grace? Yeah, no, no, not that for grace. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, everybody loves gophers. You know, you're going to put these super cartoony gophers on on everything. And you are trying to dig your tunnel across the yard. All right? So this is a, somebody's oh, backyard, yeah. right? And so that's that's the object of the game. So you're putting your, uh, you're making a tunnel across the yard. Of course, now the rival gang of gophers are going to try and get in your way. Um, yep. I, I the walls maybe are walls of the gophers or maybe maybe the walls are actually the shovels maybe it's the uh, you're putting a shovel down into the dirt and blocking the tunnel well maybe the maybe the walls are like cave-ins you know what I mean uh-huh yes yes you're making a cave-in happen so the soil is always shifting right so you're moving the stacks around and it can, yeah. it can make the tunnels kind of because gophers they'll get all in there and everything so you're taking I o- love it. you're taking over your your the other team's tunnels and Eventually, yep. you're going to tunnel across the whole yard. So that's that's go for golf. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it, Andrew. Yeah, we might want to not mention golf in it, but yeah, that you know, I I I I can see that in my mind's eye how these you know little roads end up 
uh, being uh, being tunnels. That's really nice. Yeah, I like it. And you know I'm an animal guy, so yeah. And the capstone, the capstone, of course, is going to be a little gopher statue, and it's going to be sitting there on its hind legs, with little little paws up with the buck teeth going. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, it's it's going to be right, cute. right, because it's like if I if if I go to the trouble of having a statue made of me, it's like it's my tunnel at that point. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> right. at least that section is. It's like you know, that's right. <laughs> well it's the gopher you know what Andrew. that is it's a gopher it's a gopher popping up like uh like caddyshack you know popping up out of the tunnel so it's like you know oop, you know yeah it's, it's, that's standing up rather right than right down. so so the so you probably save money because they probably already manufacture those and they sell them at like uh hot spencer's, spencer's hot spencer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh andrew yeah that leaves me with the question Two could go to Hot Spencer's, but should we? Not just, not just <laughs> Andrew. Two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Wow, the burning question. Two could play this game, but should they? How sure are you that two people should play this game from zero to 100%? Pete and I are going to give it a rating. Uh, now each uh, zero being really terrible and 100 being really, really good. Um, yep, yep, yep. Pete, you want to go first? What do you think? Andrew, I am going to say I'm 83% sure that two people should play this game. Andrew, mm-hmm. I really like this one. I, I think that it's honestly, I think that it's very relaxing. Andrew, mm-hmm. which is um, interesting for like a head-to-head two-player game to say that, you know, especially one where you can really interact with your your opponent's pieces as much as you can in this game. I don't normally that I would not assume that it's relaxing, but there's something about this game that is hon- honestly kind of peaceful to be moving the pieces around in the way it is. Maybe maybe it's because it isn't overstimulating. Maybe it is because it's simple pieces and a simple board and you know, very few rules and stuff like that. And But also I think that it's because um, it kind of reminds me of the feeling I have when I play Go because there are so many options, so it doesn't feel like every move you make is extremely heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least until the end, I would say. You know what I mean? So it's like there's almost something in my head. It tricks my head into being like, I could do anything I want. You know what I mean? Like that's so that's so freeing and peaceful, you know? Um, yeah, I get that. And... Uh, but uh, but I was having fun really discovering the strategies of this game as we played it, and I think that that fun would continue. I think we only scratched the surface with it, honestly, as we were playing. Um, and, um, uh, you know, uh, it, it does seem like there's a lot of losing that comes from making mistakes. Like, I think that's kind of how we lost most of our games to each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But that's part of the game is learning from that. You know I mean? you got to train your mind to see the whole board. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and you do, that, you do that in chess all the time. Right. You know what I was I mean? going to say, that's usually how I lose chess is just making a dumb mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just part of the training. You know what I mean? Now that I was gonna say that is one of my least favorite parts of chess is to, <laughs> is that, but uh, but that's that's part of it. You know what I mean? Um, and this would be a little bit simpler, I think, than 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 ch- than figuring out. Oh you yes. know, if if all your paces if all your pieces are safe in chess. Uh, but uh, it, it might not be the first thing that I turn to, the first game I turn to. But I could definitely see myself coming back to this. Like, especially like this is the kind of game we would play like at a shore house over a morning coffee or something like that. You know what I mean, Andrew? And it would be a really nice morning that where 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 we both walk away happy. Uh, I, and honestly, I, I think it gets extra points for me because I was not even expecting anything from this one, Andrew. I think I heard the name Tack and I saw like the cover and I was like what's this you know what i mean like right. 
just some other game where you're putting stuff on stuff. I don't know what, what, you know what I mean? But then I was like, Oh yeah, like this. And it left a really good impression on me. (laughs) Yeah. And I keep finding myself thinking about it, honestly. So I can understand why it has such a a rabid fan base of, uh, of supporters. So 83%, I say, Andrew, how about you? Uh, I'm, I agree with everything you said. I just, I thought it was even better. I thought I had 90% sure that two people should play this game. Wow, Andrew. Yeah. That's big for you. <clears throat> well, it's surprisingly good. I think there was definitely a factor of yeah. that thing. I think we've talked about this before where it's like your expectations can kind of influence how you feel about it. Cause I was really not expecting anything yeah. that great. And, uh, then you start playing. It's like, Oh, this is a real, this is a real good game. Um, yeah, you know, it's right. a, it's a simple abstract, but it has some cool mechanics that you don't usually see in these other games. We talked about how you can move the stacks and all that, and uh, you can flip and make yep. walls. And so it's a little bit uh, more interesting than some of the older games. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, the board changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as the game goes on, which is something that reminds me of Cairn. You know yeah. what I mean? Is that the. F- the further you go into the game, the more gets added to the board and the the makeup of the board, the way the board looks changes as the but game goes on. I think that's something, really cool. Yeah, something that goes along with that, I think how you said it was relaxing. You know, they could have easily, we t- obviously we talked a lot about this, they could have easily themed it and sold it as like a modern board game, but they they went for, mm-hmm. I guess true to the book really is what they were going for, but they went simple, old school kind of look about it. And so it just makes it seem a little more classy when you're playing it. It makes it seem like... Uh, you know, if, if someone walked by yeah. and saw you playing this, they're like, "Ooh, you, that person looks smart and interesting." You know, like I've never. This looks very. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> this looks very classy. Right. So it's it's something that I think mm-hmm. everybody, or I, I guess not everybody. I think I think something that ninety percent of people should try um, try out there at least once. You know, yeah. you know what it is. I if think you're, they would enjoy it. If you like abstract games, but you want to be like an abstract strategy hipster, you know, it's like, oh, I'm too cool for chess, or you know, <laughs> you know like, oh, you, oh, you've never heard of TAC? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can be really cool if you play TAC. <laughs> and so, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the community aspect of it because it's, it's, it's. It seems like to me, at least from talking to Simon yeah. and other people, it's like the, all these people really know each other really well, and you kind of, it's kind of like a little yeah. online community. You get to know everybody, so. Um, right. There's there's some excitement. Um, my, uh, there's some excitement that that it's that it's still early in this whole yeah. thing that that's out there. My my only drawback, I guess, was and this is just typical with these kind of games. I think is that you, uh, well, well, not a drawback, but you you see yourself getting better. And we definitely got better as we played, but it can as it goes on, it can really start to burn your brain uh, a little bit. Says because you do because mm-hmm. then once you start getting better, then you're like, oh, okay, I got to pay attention and think about this, and then you start thinking about it. And there's mm-hmm. so many different so many different options that you can yeah. you know that you're like which one is the best and it can really uh yeah 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 you start worrying you start having anxiety of like well what if they did this am i prepared for that well what if i did this okay. you know what i mean and right then, so that's... It, it turns it turns from being relaxing into being an anxiety provoking but i i don't know i uh i i, I didn't get to that well point a, yet. as long and as you're I, as long as you're you playing know. with somebody who's similar like you know obviously we're at the same um uh, mastery level, yeah. I guess you could say, you know, that which is the case with all these games. Skill like level, it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, if you're playing with somebody who's yeah. way better or way worse than you, it's not gonna be as fun. Yeah, most likely, most likely true. Um, which is why now is the time to hop on, folks. <laughs> uh, Andrew, and now is the time for us to hop on to our leaderboard and see where this falls. Leaderboard. 
Okay, let's take a look at our leaderboard. We each gave it a score. Pete said 83%. I said 90%. So mm -hmm. we're going to average those two out. Yep. For a final score of 86.5%. Sure, we are both 86.5% sure the two should play tack. That's right. Andrew, you know what that means? That means it is tied in its final average score with Agricola, all creatures big and small. That Speaking is of big. Rosenberg. That's big. Andrew, that's big. That's big, Andrew. Now, and that uh, Agricola, all creatures big and small, was sitting at number 10, Andrew. So does that mean that this one knocks it out and becomes number 10? Nope. And I'll tell you why, Andrew. <laughs> because in our rule set, if a game is tied, you go to the individual scores, and if the one that has the single of the four scores, one from me, one from you, for each of the games, of those four individual scores, uh, the one that has the most passion behind it, the one that is the highest, that yeah. game comes out on top. And so I, because I gave Agricola All Creatures Big and Small a 96, and I stand by it, <laughs> um, that is staying in the number 10 spot, and but Tack is knocking Stratego down a spot, Oh, and it's sitting right there, right outside the top 10 right now at number 11. Wow. Number 11. Pretty good showing. Yes. 11 out of now, we are up to 46 games. So uh, pretty good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's that's very good showing. Yeah, that's... That's shot, elite territory, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, elite, I'd say, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially coming from coming from you, who you love Stratego so much, it's it's actually above Stratego. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's big, that's big. Um, if you want to see our that's full... That's pretty big, Andrew. <laughs> if you want to see our full leaderboard, check out our Tumblr, to can play that game, podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, or you can actually, I, there's a direct link right on our link tree, uh, which you can find on our social medias. And uh, I'm not prepared to say what the actual link is for that. I think it's a link. Oh, you know what it is? It's link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. -E. So there's a dot in the middle of the word tree. Link, right. Link tree. It's, it's link. It's just link tree. But uh, the the dot goes uh, before the two e's. Yes, link um, linktr.e uh, slash two can play that game, and there's no podcast on that. Just two can play that game, so that's how you find it. Um, yeah, that's our link tree. But yeah. the easier way to find it is to just find it in our bios of our social media. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Andrew, one more thing before we wrap up: mm. Are we cool? Are we cool? Wow, you really have to ask me every single time? Okay. Uh, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? Friendship points. These are real points that every good friendship keeps track of in a little notebook. So... Um, yeah, it's called it's called caring about your friends, that's Andrew. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. It's a totally um, normal thing. Something that... you'd know nothing about. <laughs> totally normal thing that everybody does. Um, I said... <laughs> I said plus one on the old friendship meter. I am glad that yeah. I'm glad that we got to experience this game together. It's kind of one of these games where you kind of have, I think, a little bit of bragging rights to be like, yeah, we played that game. You attack, oh yes, and you you have a little knowledge over it. And mm -hmm. um, also, yeah, we... <laughs> and also just because we started at the same time and we kind of, it's like we grew up together playing tack. You know, it's like we got better as we went mm -hmm. along, kind of thing. And so you can you can respect the other wow. person when they make a good move. And, uh, and yeah, you don't, you know, I, at least 
since we were total beginners, we played this a handful of times. I felt like I didn't feel bad if I messed up or whatever. It's just like, oh yeah, that's the game strategy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. You and I were exploring our tactuality together. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I said we went up two points here, nice, Andrew. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's some sometimes there's games like these where it's a head-to-head -head abstract where you can um, really mess with your opponent and it leaves you feeling negative. But this this left me feeling real positive, and I think that's, uh, I think that's remarkable, which is great. Absolutely. Um, and Andrew, one thing that is uh, going to make somebody feel remarkable mm -hmm. is our Instagram. Oh, that's right. Little plug for our Instagram because I run it. It is at Two Can Play That Game Podcast. That's where you find us. That'll make you feel remarkable. Yes. You know what's even more remarkable than that? I think that would make somebody feel really, really good about hmm. themselves if, is if they went. What's that? If they went to first, they went to Instagram. They saw all the great pictures that you post on there, and then they went right to mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts and they did a little rate, uh, rate five stars on our show and gave us a nice review and subscribe to the show. Even if you don't normally listen on Apple Podcasts, it really wow. helps us out. It you know boosts our that would that would be remarkable. I would remark on it. Yes, I would say. Uh, yeah, remark it on this. It would be extremely remarkable. Andrew and remark on this because I want them to tune in next time Andrew unless they get another friend oh yes if you get another friend you're not going to be able to tune into this show so we want you to go ahead and switch over to a podcast called Freaky Friday that's the <laughs> the podcast where Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan swap houses and talk about three player board games that's right, Andrew. They basically just go to each other's house and sit down at their laptop and have us call or whatever and uh, do their podcast that way from each coming live from each other's houses. They probably both have mansions, I would say, yeah. Andrew. So it's really not that big a switch uh, if you think <laughs> about it. But uh, yeah, they, well, kind I'm of sure a real they, life freaky, freaky Friday. They both probably have multiple houses, in fact. Uh, but. Um... Yeah, I, I just never knew that those they were such big board three player board game uh, fans. I just never knew it until I found. Yeah, well, Friday. I mean, I, I the reason we probably don't know that is because right we can't listen to their podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we can't. We show them. Uh, all right, that's it. <laughs> all You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?